Welcome to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond podcast. My name is Vignesh Devraj, an Ayurvedic doctor and holistic health coach. Each week we share wisdom or interview an inspiring personality to guide you become your healthiest self. Remember, your health is your greatest asset. On this coming Sunday, 4th of April 2021, I'm holding a free 1-hour webinar on the topic Ayurvedic approach to healthy weight loss. As many people are writing to me and asking how to lose weight especially post lockdown I decided to hold this webinar on Zoom and also will be available to hold question and answer sessions As the number of participants allowed is limited we offer the seats on first come first serve basis The timing is 2 p.m. Indian standard time and 10:30 a.m. Central European time Please find the registration link in the show notes of this podcast Those of you who are listening to this after the 4th of April please visit my website www.vigneshdevraj.com for the details on how to access the webinar recordings In this episode I'm interviewing a renowned business coach author and entrepreneur Mr Santosh Nair The reason why I'm inviting Mr Santosh Nair to my podcast which actually deals with ayurveda and holistic healing is The topic we are discussing today blends with the value of holistic healing. As an Ayurvedic doctor, I see a lot of patients who are rich and successful but extremely stressed out and not fulfilled in their life. Like the statement, success without fulfillment is worse than failure. About 5 years ago, I attended one of Mr. Santosh Nair sir's seminars on the topic of distinct forte, which had a great life-changing impact on me. Some people call this distinct forte as dharma, ikigai, being in the element or being in the flow. And Mr. Santosh Nair says why we have to spend more and more of our time, energy and focus on our distinct forte and not on our weaknesses. There was a research done on people who died within their first heart attack. The researchers were trying to figure out what is common between these people. is it their genes diet region they couldn't find anything common until they went deeper and found out all these cardiac patients who died of their first heart attack were extremely dissatisfied with their jobs the reason is they were investing their time in activities that are not meant to them which is actually bringing a lot of frustration in their day to day life so in this interview mr santosh nair explains What is distinct forte? How do you know if you are in your distinct forte? And if you haven't found your distinct forte, how can you find them and have the courage to pursue them? Every part of this interview is filled with wisdom. Hope you will enjoy this podcast and now we go over to Mr. Santosh Nair. Hello Santosh Nair sir, thank you so much for being a part of Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond podcast. After a long time we managed to get your schedule. and i have attended so many of your life changing seminars i must say the word life changing because that is what it did to me and the reason why i am inviting you in my podcast which is about healing and holistic health and uh, people must be wondering why am i inviting someone who is a coach especially helping people improve their entrepreneurship and business because i see a lot of people are getting into unhealthy conditions because they are not able to deal with their business and all, whatever their enterprise is about and i see that knowledge that what you give is also part of medical therapy that we have to give 
So I take this opportunity to invite you. And there is one topic that changed my life attending your class. It is the concept of distinct forte, which I call it the concept of dharma or finding your passion, which you call it distinct forte. So I want you to discuss and throw some light on this topic of distinct forte. So welcome on this podcast, sir. And so happy to have you. It's an honor for us. Thank you, Dr. Vignesh. And I'm so happy that you have been in a position to get a whole lot of insight on the concept of distinct forte. I have always believed that we were born to win, but we were conditioned to lose. Now, who conditions us? Either our thinking or our circumstances, our parents, our teachers, our coaches, and the entire ecosystem conditions us to lose. Actually, we were all born with the distinct forte. And I believe what is distinct forte? Distinct forte is what you love to do and what you do best. And distinct forte, I believe, is factory fitted, which means the moment you were born, it is fitted inside you. Hmm. It is not that you, you know, discover coming outside or something like that, but it is factory fitted, which means you were born with it. But as soon as you come into this, and most children show their distinct, and most human beings show their distinct forte by the age of two and a half to three, they start the bend towards that particular thing. Either they are painting heavily or they're playing with a car and things like that, or they are, you know, they are doing so many things which are very, very close. You know, like my, my young daughter, the third daughter of mine, she started being in the kitchen all the time, preparing some kind of a food or some kind of a cake or something like that. So I identified very well, uh, much in advance at the age of about five or six, that she is bent towards either some kind of a cooking or something to do with the kitchen or something to do with the palate or something to do like that. Now, most parents, you know, discourage uh, the children um, because they really don't know what is distinct forte. Mm -hmm. Distinct forte is what you love to do and what you do best. And um, uh, it is said, as far as a businessman is concerned, now, the greatest thing about a businessman or a businesswoman or an entrepreneur is that they have the freedom to work on their distinct forte. Exactly. They actually have the freedom amongst the 10 rights that I have taught you during our Gurukul program. You know, one of the rights is the right to do what you love to do and what you do best. Create your wealth by only doing what you love to do and do best, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, therefore, I kept on researching and I identified through my own understanding, reading and my gurus and all that, you know, we all do four types of activities. We all, as a businesswoman or as an entrepreneur, we all do four types of activities. The first kind of activities is activities in which we are bad or incompetent. Mm -hmm. The second kind of activity is activities in which we are, you know, just about able or just about competent. Mm -hmm. And the third kind of activity is something where we are superior in that activity or we are excellent in that particular activity. And the fourth is known as the distinct forte or our unique ability, whatever may be the case. Now, if I may go a little more with your permission to elaborate on each of these uh, four categories, Excellent. is whenever, yeah, whenever I do something that I'm bad or incompetent, there are a couple of things that will happen. One, suppose let's take me and making of PowerPoints in computer. Mm -hmm. Now it's been 37 years that I've been using PowerPoint, but I can tell you with great confidence that I don't know how to make a PowerPoint. I really don't even know how to start and do things. Mm -hmm. Because whenever I'm going to do that activity, it's an activity, and the activity of making a PowerPoint for hundreds of presentations that I make throughout the year, 
you know, three or four things will happen. One, I will produce no results, mm-hmm. which means I just cannot do it. It is not even minimum result. I won't produce results, which means the PowerPoint, even if you pay me $100 million, I will still not be in a position to, in the next one day, create a PowerPoint for you. With all the 37 years of my experience and 57 years of my age, I just cannot produce it, which means I will not be in a position to produce results. Mm -hmm. Number two is whenever I'm going to do it, I'm going to be frustrated. So with the moment you tell me make a PowerPoint, my frustration level goes up. Goes up. Exactly. You know, um, you know, and the third is I will hand, land up having conflicts with people, which means if I am sitting and you told me and you forced me to make a PowerPoint, or I force myself. As an entrepreneur, nobody forces you, but you force yourself. Suppose I force myself to do this PowerPoint, I will end up having conflicts, which means as I'm doing this PowerPoint, if my wife comes and says, what will you have for lunch? And I'm going to blast her off. And you people are always thinking about eating and drinking and and, clothing and all those things. Here is a man who's bloody working from morning till late night and putting all his efforts. And you people are thinking about eating. And my wife says, what are you getting upset about it. It's just that I asked you, what would you like to eat in the afternoon? But the fact is, since I'm doing this activity in which I'm incompetent, where I can't produce results, I'm already very frustrated. I will end up having conflicts with other people. Mm-hmm. And the fourth thing is that I will always remain stressed, which means if I have to do something at 10 o'clock in the morning tomorrow, I will be stressed tonight itself because I know that you know life is going to be difficult early in the morning tomorrow. So there are these four things that happens when you do uh, what you don't like to do, which is you know your bad activities or your incompetent activities. Now let's move one step uh, further. These are activities in which you are just about competent, just about able, hmm. which means in this area, suppose for me, let's take accounts and finance. Since I'm an accounts and finance graduate, I will do, you know, uh, I will be in a position to produce minimum results, minimum. Hmm. In the previous case, I cannot, 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 cannot produce results. Here, I will be in a position to produce minimum results. Hmm. This means, I will be in a position to know what is the profit and loss or whatever may be the case. The second is, I will always be anxious. There will be anxiety. When will this get job get over? Why did I take it up? Why did I take it up? Why did I take up this job? When will it get over? When will it get over? When will it get over? So I'm all the time anxious about this. The third is that I have a lot of competition in this job, which means There are hundreds and thousands of people in this world who can do this job in a far more better manner. And if I can hire their services, paying whatever dollars that I can, I will be in a position to be relieved of this this activity. So there is a lot of people who can do a far, 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 far better job than what you can do. Why are you doing this particular job in which you will produce only minimum results and you're always anxious and you know uh, you are always you know not going to be exceptionally creating anything because there are hundreds of people who are better than you. And the biggest problem is <clears throat> the fourth thing that happens when you do this activity in which you're just about uh, competent is that you're doing repetition, Mm -hmm. which means you will do 
everything in the same manner that you did as if you were you doing it in 1964 or 1974 or in 1984 or 2004 you will do it in the same manner there won't be any improvement there won't be any renovation there won't be any innovation there won't be any newness there won't be anything that is better there won't be anything that is different you will just be repeating Mm-hmm. now let's come to the next activity which is known as the fourth activity that we all do as entrepreneurs or business women or even as individuals you know just individuals all over the world mm-hmm. whether you're a housewife whether you are a college going boy or a girl whoever you are you go to the third activity and we call it the activity in which you are superior you know uh, activities in which you are actually superior or excellent now what happens when you do that what kind of emotions happen you know when you do this here you will be in a position to produce good results let's take my superior activities in which as an entrepreneur as a human being i can do is to sell if i do the sales activity if i'm going to sell if i'm coming to sell you a product or a service or an idea or a concept or whatever may be the case what will happen is that i will be in a position to produce absolutely wonderful results number 2 is i have a reputation for it which means if my organization if somebody is asking where is santosh nair tiger santosh nair where is he gone oh then they say he's gone to sitaram ayurvedic and uh, to sell something to dr vignesh and dr ramnathan and things like that oh they will say he will bring the check he mm-hmm. will bring the money which means you know you will produce results you have a reputation that you can do a fantastic job in that particular area and then you have the third thing that happens when you are doing this you can work in teams which means if you give me a sales team i can produce exceptional results through that team because i know that job i you know i am reasonably very very good at that particular job so i can produce i can work in teams but you should not give me any other activity mm. you, you know i i cannot be in even though i am the entrepreneur and supposed to do many things you can't give me other activities then i can produce exceptional results i can work in teams i have a reputation but the biggest problem is if you ask me you know from my heart if you ask my soul i don't want to do it Mm-hmm. even though i am really good i have a reputation i can work in teams if you ask me the fourth thing that happens when you are doing a superior activity that you really <clears throat> if given a choice i would not like to do it but if i get into doing it i am a king i am a bacha i am an emperor i i can produce exceptional results the only thing is i if i really don't from my heart i really don't like to do it but if i get into it i'll put my heart into it if you ask my heart i don't want to do it but if i get into it i'll put my heart into it and i will be a winner i'll produce results now comes the fourth kind of activities which is known as the distinct forte activities or activities that you love to do and what you do best time flies when you do this kind of act you don't need food clothing shelter anything time flies you just are intoxicated by this whole game of distinct forte now what happens when you do distinct forte activity one you produce exceptional out of the world results number one you will produce exceptional out of the world results in that particular activity number two is that you know 
um, you, you know, you're, you're very passionate about it. You're very passionate. Now, what is passion? Passion is when you're committed to something with no guarantee of any return. Mm. Even if I don't get any returns, like what I'm speaking, speaking and communicating ideas and making people think in a different manner is my distinct forte. Exciting them, making them rebel against themselves, you know, becoming a thunderbolt into their lives and breaking their entire thought process and making them ready for the next thing. Like what I'm doing right now, the energy that is coming is because I'm doing what I love to do and what I do best. So one, I will produce exceptional results. Number two, I'm very passionate. Even if you don't pay me money, <clears throat> even if you don't pay me money, I will do it to the best of my ability. I will research, I will sit, I will prepare in everything and I'll do it. <clears throat> So, you know, one is exceptional results, one is uh, passionate. And then the third and the most important thing is your energy keeps going up. As you do this activity, as the day passes, your energy keeps on going up, which means I started with you at say 10 o'clock in the morning and by two o'clock I am at my peak and by four o'clock I'm got mad at six o'clock, I am in my elements, which means my energy will keep on going up as the day progresses, you know. And uh, the fourth and the most important thing is, you know, uh, when you do work on your distinct forte, never-ending continuous improvement. Never-ending, which means if you hear me a thousand times on that subject, Dr. Vignesh, you will hear thousand different versions. Subject may be the same. The context may be the same, but the examples will change, the expressions will change, the insights will change, the, the way in which the whole thing is presented to you will change. Your own understanding of what I'm explaining will keep on maturing and becoming more and more blended and beautiful and wonderful and outstanding and exciting and so exuberant that you will go mad about that subject because I can create that kind of energy. Now the thing is, most people don't even know that we are doing these kind of four activities and we are experiencing these different kind of emotions that we are there. So if you are a businessman or a businesswoman or an entrepreneur, what are you supposed to do? First, delegate all the activities in which you are incompetent or bad by replacing those activities by people who are really having distinct forte in that area. Now you can't be like, I am unhappy. I don't like to do PowerPoint. Okay, fine. Now I hire a guy who is equally mad when it comes to PowerPoint. He does not want to do it. So I've delegated it. Now you have two unhappy people. First, I was unhappy that I I am not in a position to produce results. Now I've got another, you know, donkey coming into my life who is equally incompetent on that particular thing. So you are two unhappy people now on this planet. So what you have to do is, the first thing is identify all these four types. So first is write down all the activities that you do in your personal and professional life and segregate them into, you know, into bad activities with all those four emotions that I just spoke about. So, you know, when you're doing bad, you are angry, you're frustrated, you end up having conflicts, you can't produce results. So, you know, you may be doing 100 activities in a day, grade it as bad, as enough bad or incompetent or able or competent, superior or excellent and distinct forte. And then what you do is slowly and steadily get these bad activities out of you mm -hmm. by putting a team which can take over all those activities in which you cannot produce results. So that is one. So you can delegate it. 
you can uh, barter it like you can barter it with a colleague that i used to do this and i am bad at this you are really good at it let's barter it or i will delegate it to an assistant or i will bring somebody but i must be about guilt many people are guilty oh my god i am doing only what i love to do what is this i should be doing everything in mm -hmm. which i am bad and able and uh, superior or whatever may be the case so the first thing is delegate all the activities in which you are bad or incompetent second is delegate all the activities in which you are you know able and competent third is delegate all the activities in which you are superior or probably excellent and then what is left is what you love to do and what you do best mind you distinct is not a profession it's not a profession it's a series of activities any activity now, you know, writing can be an activity, coordination can be an activity, inspiring people can be an activity, leading people may be activity, managing may be activity, creation of new products can be an activity, R&D can be an activity, writing beautiful letters can be an activity, engaging with employees who are incompetent can be an activity, engaging with employees who are competent can be an activity, engaging with customers of a superior order can be an activity, inferior order can be an activity. There can be a series of activities. Distinct photo is not a profession. It's a series of activities that in your organization or in your life that you love to do and what you do best. Now, the problem with all of us is that we were all throughout our lives told you should work on your weakness. Exactly. My goodness. <laughs> you know, every day you are weak here, you should work on it. You're weak in this PowerPoint, you work on it. You're weak in this coordination, you work on it. You're weak in sales, you work on it. You work on it. Now, I can tell you with all my wisdom in my command over the last 37 years of people transformation is that how much also you work on the area in which you are weak. Now, you're weak because you're weak because you don't like it, because it is not natural of you, which is not something, it, it is, you know, what your week is not inside, it's from outside, you're weak in that particular area. Now, how much also you work on your weakness? Suppose you say that, uh, you know, Vignesh is weak in PowerPoint. Now you may work on it for 20 years. At the end of it, the 20 years, you will still be average in that area. Now see the tragedy of it. Now. Now, why should we do, the question is, why should we not do the bad, able, or superior activity and only do what we love to do and what we do best? Simple reason that the world acknowledges your existence and salutes you for your distinct The world does not respect you, does not love you, does not care for you, does not engage with you for what you are bad. The world does not engage me for PowerPoint. The world does not engage me for accounts. The world does not engage me that I am good in sales. The world engages me because I can hit them under the belt with my powerful communication, excite them to unbelievable heights, make them believe that they can do things. That's why the world hires me. Now, the problem is all of us are just doing this, what we really love to do and what we do best, only 10% of the time of our waking hours. 10% of the time we are doing what we love to do and what we do best and 90% of the time we are doing what we are bad at 
and we are just about able and we are just about you know superior now the whole world well then it is said that the you know the customers trust you for your distinct forte your support staff supports you for your distinct forte institutions in the world take you seriously for your distinct forte then why should you not be working only on your distinct forte so start with 10% in any case you're doing and whatever wealth you have created today whatever greatness that you have done or whatever money and fame and name and recognition and all that you have created is because of the 10% time you have unknowingly done what you love to do and what you do best and the world salutes you for that and not for the other three so if you can make a conscious effort if you can make a very conscious effort in actually letting go of this bad able and superior you will be in a position to really live a very exciting life and very happy life now happiness leads to joyfulness leads to godliness and therefore when you are with god and when you are at a state of godliness why will you fall ill all the illnesses because we're doing many things we really don't love to do and we really are bad at it but all throughout our life we were told that you should do you know all the activities and you should master everything and you should be a jack of all i'm yes. saying don't be the jack of all be a master of only something and the whole world knows you for that now you can't be a singer come come a great guitarist come a great violinist you know you may know about it you may know about the violin you may know um, you know about various instruments you may know about 100 instrument but what are you really exceptional at maybe singing mm -hmm. now what you need to have the when you're singing the guy who is the violinist is your father and the guy who's playing the sitar or the bongo or or the harmonium or the saxophone or whatever you might call it is and the guy who's writing the kind of notes or the writing the lyrics of that particular song he is a master in that particular area so masters come together create exceptional masterpieces and the whole world goes nuts and all of them gets paid and that means you have created a distinct forte team now it's not necessary that you have to create it within your own organization you can have it's like a movie you know for a movie there is a director there is a producer there is a choreographer there is a you know a stunt artist there is a heroine there is a hero all kinds of people come together for a particular story and they create a magical kind of an you know um, product which is a film or whatever may be the case and the whole world goes nuts because each has worked in his area of experience and expertise now they are all actors suppose the hero is an actor the heroine is an actor the 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 second hero is an actor the second heroine is an actor the villain is an actor they are all actors but each of them acts you know in acting somebody is a villain and in somebody in that villain area is so beautiful that even though in his normal life he may be a very very saintly guy but when he comes on the screen there is nothing more villainous than him and that is what is the activities that he does so he should do only that so in the field of activity in the field of acting the distinct forte is to play the role of a villain you mm -hmm. know or a comedian for that matter because there is a sense of timing with which you say a dialogue or your body language or whatever may be the case so he is also an actor the comedian in that particular place is also an actor so i personally believe 
that we 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 were all born to win but we were conditioned to lose because we were told to set in box in not to stand out so we were all told to set ourselves into the box and not be you know standing out we were told to fit in and um, not stand out and not to become exceptional and um, so the whole world actually you know fire you know pushes you down and many few very few people um, can you know grow about the guilt oh, oh, oh i will only do what i love to do and what i do best now the best way to be happy is the three stages how you can think of distinct fault i have always said the only way to be happy is one do what you love to do and see if the world can pay for it <laughs> so i can speak like this and uh, see if the world can pay for it number one second higher way to be happy is do what you love to do see if the world can pay for it and make a contribution to other people's life create value in other people's life which means in the first case you only did what you love to do and the world paid for it you are trying to see second is you are doing what you love to do see how you can get paid for it and make a contribution to other people's life now i'll come to what is the meaning of contribution i'll call it the value creation and the third is do what you love to do make an exceptional contribution to other people's life and get extraordinarily paid now see the sentences the three sentences first do what you love to do and see if the world can pay for it second do what you love to do see if you can get paid for it and you added a third dimension is that contribution you know contribution to other people now the third one is even more beautiful do what you love to do make an exceptional contribution come second make an exceptional contribution and get exceptionally paid mm -hmm. which means if you have something very beautiful inside you you know you are you know make an exceptional contribution to other people's life contribution means creating value in other people's life and value can be created in three ways one providing leadership in the life of other people suppose you are in front of me and uh, what is the meaning of i creating value for you i creating value for you is i am providing leadership to you which means i am giving you direction because leaders give direction mm -hmm. the second way i can create value is providing relationship which means my relationship with you providing relationship and relationships provide confidence so if leadership provides direction relationship provides confidence and the third way i can create value for you is providing creativity which means providing capability mm. to you making you more capable now let me come back to all the three and you know um, uh, speak a few minutes on it so first way to create value is you know creating value is providing leadership that means providing direction what does it mean it means three things i will call it dos dos dr vignesh may have some dangers in his life d for dangers mm -hmm. dr vignesh will have some strengths you know s for strengths dr vignesh and his organization may have certain opportunities mm -hmm. d o s what is my role my role is to help you to eliminate that danger mm -hmm. 
the moment i have eliminated the danger i have played the role of a leader giving direction to you two is that i have helped you to you know offer opportunities i have helped you to look at an opportunity like if you look at it the place where you're sitting right now uh, you know you bought that particular place and you created uh, an exceptional out of the world sitaram ayurvedic which is one of the world's best known ayurvedic and personal healing and complete transformation a complete wellness center once you come there and i know i was there for about 10 days and i i became light i was flying when i left your uh, premises i was flying inside the auto that i was traveling i felt i was above earth you know mm-hmm. so now opportunity i in so on one side you have dangers i have helped you to eliminate those dangers mm-hmm. so i have created value by playing the role of a leader now you have opportunities in front of you now what am i doing by my conversation and my dialogues and my inspiration or my insights i am inspiring you to look at that opportunity and what did you do you went and captured that opportunity so danger you eliminated opportunity you captured and then you had strengths as a doctor as a healer and all kinds of things as an institution you have certain strengths so i will help you to maximize your strength so d is danger danger has to be eliminated so santosh nayar comes into the life does what he loves to do and that is speak and speak with exceptional uh, enthusiasm you know and uh, when i do that what have i done i have created value by providing leadership that is direction and how did i provide direction i eliminated your danger i made you you know capture your opportunities and i made you maximize your strengths so i have given you the first one that is value creation providing leadership that is direction now let's come to the second one that is providing relationship that is confidence mm-hmm. now any relationship has no value if it is not providing confidence so we should always have around us people who can add on to our confidence so when i give you that confidence relation providing relationship means whenever you meet me your confidence goes up your multiplication of confidence happens your confidence reaches skyrocketing limits that means i have again created value which means this relationship and how did i do it by just doing what i love to do exactly and the third is providing creativity which means providing capability which means i either gave you a skill like when i taught you all the selling skills so i gave you a skill i gave you leadership skill when i spoke about people management and productivity maximization in the second class of the gurukul program that you attended of mine then you know i have you know so providing creativity means providing capability so every time you came in contact with me you became a little more capable little more capable little more capable little more capable and every time i am making you capable it means i am providing creativity which means capability so you know distinct forte is all about creating value for other people so i'll come back to the three statements do what you love to do and see if the world can pay for it you know so i started doing what i love to do 
after being in you know sales and marketing for a long period of time i said now i'm going to do only what i love to do and what i do best so in 96 i decided and but you know you had you were running an organization so you have sales you have marketing you have training you have administration you have human resources you have you know content development you have r&d you have you know god knows how many different departments are there in an organization and if an organization has to go ahead then you know you you need to be doing all these things but the problem is we need not do everything and even in life even in life my third daughter now suppose was supposed to go to australia to the lecorden university to do the chef program you know on 31st of march 2019 because of covid happening she could not go and she continues to make cake and pastries and everything from home and she is you know uh, serving a whole lot of people and things like that so you know you know she is contributing to other people's love you know life she is doing what she loves to do and see if the world can pay for it she loves to make different types of pastries only pastries now it's not cooking only cooking can be a profession or a chef can be a profession but in that the pastry making or whatever is a specialized art so that is what she loves to do so do what you love to do and see if the world can pay for it do what you love to do make a contribution to other people's life by making them happy with your cakes or bakes or whatever and see if the world can pay for it and the third one is do what you love to do make an exceptional contribution by creating something and if you're working in your distinct photo you will be so creative you will make cakes and bakes and all kinds of things that nobody else has made that kind of a design or that kind of a thought process and then you have made exceptional contribution and therefore you get exceptionally paid for the whole game you know mm -hmm. so this is the beauty of working on your distinct photo and now it is important that we create this concept of value creation 10% of our time we are working on our distinct photo 90% we are doing what we really are just about able or bad or superior so delegate 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 delegation so distinct photo is nothing but a process of delegation it may take one year two year three year four year five year and a time will come where you have delegated everything that you were bad able and this thing and now you are doing only what you love to do and what you do best now this is a discovery process it's a discovery process so once you discover that you will live a very peaceful a very joyful a very happy a life where you will come across as god to other people and gods <laughs> don't get stressed god gods don't get upset gods don't get frustrated godliness is like nature nature doesn't get upset because you are with your nature you are with your nature you're naturally born like nature if you look at sea sea doesn't get upset or the plants don't get upset or you know the sun doesn't get upset or the moon doesn't get upset it doesn't have blood pressure cholesterol <laughs> and breathing problem and front problem and back problem and all kinds of palpitation and stress and all those things because nature is nature and once we become one with nature and for which we were born naturally with some natural capability once once we become natural why will we have illnesses in life why will we have illnesses now in order to make yourself even more strong we can come to your your center and uh, rejuvenate ourselves because rejuvenation means make young again 
you know, rejuvenation means make young again. So the body does get tired doing things. The mind does get does does, does get tired, and the soul uh, does does gets tired. So in order to rejuvenate, the 10, 20, 30, 40 days one can come to your Sitaram Ayurvedic center and uh, you know enjoy blissfulness with self, enjoy the beauty of nature that is there around. One can become even more powerful when he goes back or she goes back to his original, you know, uh, proposition or doing whatever he is doing, you know. So that is what I personally feel about this um, whole game of distinct forte. It's a discovery process. And, um, and the more, and another very important thing, if you work on your distinct forte for 10 years or 10,000 hours, you will become a genius. Muhammad Ali was a boxing genius. Sachin Tendulkar is a cricketing genius, or Virat Kohli is a cricket genius. You know, um, some uh, Vaila Ramwarma was a, was a songwriter genius. Somebody is a great actor. Tom Hanks is a acting genius. You know, he's an acting genius. Um, Steve Jobs was an innovation genius. Um, uh, Bill Gates was a software genius. When you work on your distinct forte for 10 continuous years or 10,000 hours, you will become a genius. And the world comes to you searching you. Hmm. The world comes to you searching you, desirous of paying you whatever your executive assistant will tell them is your rate of your activity and things like that. So, you know, <clears throat> why should you not become a genius? Why should you not become a genius? So all geniuses, if you look at whether it's a scientific genius, whether it's Albert Einstein genius, whether it was Thomas Elva Edison, what was Thomas Elva Edison's greatest this thing? He would innovate. He has 1,600 plus you know, patents and creations to his credit. One of the things was the bulb. So he was just doing what he loves to do and he was doing and doing and doing and doing and doing and improving and bettering. And at the 10,000 attempt, he got the bulb. So somebody asked him, you know, you're such a nut that you, you know, 10,000 times you failed and you continued to do, uh, you know, all those things. He said, first, I love to do what I was doing. Secondly, I just realized 10,000 ways of not making a bulb. And so he has 1,600 patents to his credit when he was alive or whatever. <laughs> so the fact of the matter is, why should you not be a genius? Why should you not be a technological genius? Why should you not be a song genius? Why should you not be a singing genius? Why should you not be a cricketing genius? Why should not be? Why should you not be a medicine genius? Why should you not be a communication genius? And I believe I am a communication genius. And I've been communicating for 10 years continuously, doing what I love to do. And I still believe there are a couple of areas in which I have still not been in a position to delegate. So I believe in the next about one or so odd year, one year or so, by the age of 57, once I complete that, I would have found people. Because you know one of the most important thing is you need to have a dream team. Mm -hmm. That's so important. You, you know, you can't have, you know, like you delegated something. I delegated sales um, because that's a superior activity to a guy who is just about able. Mm -hmm. I'm in trouble. 
I delegated making content. Once upon a time, I used to make content myself. Now I have a guy who is an absolute brain in content. You just tell him he creates something. You just tell him he creates something. Now that activity I used to do. Yeah, I was superior in content, but I was not exceptional. And mm -hmm. I didn't like the concept of sitting and making content. So I like to give a thought and somebody has to make it. So I can give a thought which is a part of content, but I cannot make content and think about it and all those things. So as you build this dream team, as you build this dream team, a dream team is a team where, you know, I believe there are six characteristics of a dream team is what I used to teach. I can't, I, I think so. Uh, the first thing is in a dream team, uh, you know, everyone is on the same page. Mm -hmm. Second, everybody is 100% committed. Third, a short, crisp and concluding meetings you can have because mm -hmm. we are all doing what we love to do and we're just coming together and you're improvising on yourself and we are just talking. We are not advising each other because we are all masters. And the fourth thing of a dream team is everybody works on their distinct fault. Mm -hmm. The fifth is that no management is required of anybody. Mm -hmm. And the sixth is, um, you know, future leaders, future singers and future you know, guys, future leaders are created from the dream team. So if we can build a dream team, which is known as a distinct forte team, we will be in a position to have a holistic way to live our life. Physically, we will be very, very strong. Mentally, we will be very, very agile. Emotionally, we will be very, very strong. And spiritually, we will be very evolved. And I believe uh, one of the ways of doing it is to work on your distinct forte. So, Doctor, this is such a... I wish people taught this in school and we were able to reach there. Now, many people listening to this, they might be in their late 30s or 40s or even in their 50s. And they must be... On one hand, they must be thinking, I wish somebody told this to me a long time ago. Even though I heard it when I was in my 28th or 29th year, first thing I thought was, why didn't I know this when I was in my school? That was my first thought. And after knowing this, the more I started pursuing my distinct forte, the organization grew and people started looking at me. How did you manage to create this organization? I just did my distinct forte. And also other people who are in the distinct forte slowly started, you know, teaming up with you. Even in that, you know, you might see some people are not in, but as you pursue more in your distinct forte, other people who are in the distinct forte will also align with you. That is what I found out. You will attract. You will exactly. attract. Exactly. Because, you know, uh, a great singer would love that his musician is even greater than him. Mm -hmm. Because the moment he plays the violin, which is an exceptional way, this fellow singing goes for a, uh, for a solid mm -hmm. high. Mm -hmm. It goes for a solid high. So if you have teams which are doing exceptional jobs and they have no competition with each other, the singer is not competing with the violin guy. The violin guy is not competing with the guitarist. The guitarist is not competing with the saxophone. He is creating exceptional music for himself. And in that whole, he is intoxicated and everybody else is intoxicated. So the best of everybody starts oozing out. It's that as, as simple as that. But yes, of course, it was not taught in the school because our education system was not um, created for creating geniuses. It was only created for getting people to um, pass out of an exam and get a certificate. What will a great singer who could have become a great singer do with his graduation certificate? And what will I do with, with the um, Master of Marketing Management 
the the course that i did but i didn't go to collect the certificate you know and uh, you know it makes no sense because today nobody asks me whether you're a graduate whether you went to any business school or whatever the whole world knows me as a great communicator as a person who when in when he comes in touch with you transforms the moment he comes in touch with you the moment now the whole world knows about it so this is the beauty you know schools have not been prepared and it's a very um, you know fearing thing how can you work only on your distinct forte how can you exactly. do only what you love to do that means you're very selfish you are very selfish you are only doing what you love to do in your organization mr nayar and everything else is being done by other people of course yes as an entrepreneur we have a right to create wealth by doing what you love to do and what you do best and this is the right that we have and we as entrepreneurs must enjoy this particular right and if you are not enjoying that means you're giving up on your rights as an entrepreneur you know one of the rights of an entrepreneur is right to de stress the first right of an entrepreneur is to not do things that stresses him upsets him makes him angry so right to de stress is a right of an entrepreneur so if i am if for a four or five activities upsets me makes me angry why should i do it in any case i will disturb relationship in any case i will have conflicts in any case that fellow will resign and go because i was entering into a zone telling the fellow who was making powerpoint how to make a powerpoint when i am absolutely incompetent so he is going to say if you are going to be guiding me all the time on how to make a bloody part the you only do it na i am going away he puts in his papers and he goes so don't enter that zone <laughs> because in any case you will do a bad job and that fellow will not respect you because mm -hmm. you have no idea what you are talking about so why will you know somebody listen to you people will only listen to the area in which you have distinct forte and only 10% of time we're doing it we should start delegating and even if before we die if we can uh, you know reach 30 40 50 60 70 80 90% -90%. now you said a very important thing that you know somebody may say oh i'm 69 years old exactly if i had known this at the age of 29 i would have been in a position to save 60 years or 50 years or 40 years of my life well <clears throat> it doesn't matter had you known it and you had not done it i would call you a bloody fool <laughs> now that you know you came to know about it when you were 28 29 when you came into my entrepreneur gurukul course you know and you knew about it and you worked now there are many who come to my class and still don't do it because they just don't have the guts they mm -hmm. just don't have the guts because they are afraid they are fearful f e a r fear f e a r false evidence appearing real The, there is no evidence to prove that if dr vignesh works on his distinct forte that he will lose out history mm -hmm. is full of people who worked on their distinct forte became exceptionally wealthy you know and they are the ones who are giving back they are the ones who are giving back to the whole world so whether it's bill gates 80% 90% of his wealth is being there giving back to the whole community and what did he do he just did one thing sat there and created the next big innovation so he if you look at steve jobs he transformed four industry men and women of throughout the last 5000 years may have been in a position to probably change one industry or create something in one industry here he worked on the music industry put it on its head he worked on the telecom industry put it on its head he worked on the technology you know computer industry put it on his head music industry put it on his head and 
in all the four industry, he just put the whole thing because he was an innovation genius. He was just innovating. He was just innovating. So if you're in your distinct forte and if you're left alone by your team, which is also very difficult for most entrepreneurs because they have filled themselves with a bunch of incompetent people or mediocre people or average people. So if you are filled and you're thinking that I have to still reach my distinct forte with this incompetent team, no, you will not be. Which means you need to take the bold decision of saying goodbye to some of them some of the musician, you're a singer and you now know that you know this guy playing the saxophone is just about able. He knows the saxophone. He just has a superficial idea of the saxophone. He is not the saxophone. I think here, when you're saying what hit me at that point of time, soon after that class of Distinct Forte, on the next uh, lecture, you were talking about how to deal with insecurities. And that was one of my next turning point because, like you said, what if I have to let go of them and how am I going to face that insecurity? And when you said that being an entrepreneur means you have to be comfortable with that insecurity and that is the space where you're going to allow new experience to enter your room. And that is where I found. Yeah. You know, I've always said, if you're an entrepreneur, there are four things that will not go, that will not happen. Safety, security, guarantee and predictability. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for safety, take up a job. If you're looking for predictability, take up a job. If you're looking for security, take up a job and become an employee. If you're looking for guarantee, take up a job. There is no guarantee, security, safety, and predictability in entrepreneurship. The day you ask that, you're no more an entrepreneur. Then you become, then you become an employee in the, in the garb of an entrepreneur. You are now finished. You are no more an entrepreneur, which means your risk-taking ability has gone for a toss. As you age, mm -hmm. as you age, your ability to take risk should increase, which means the ability to take risk at 40 should be bigger than 30. At 50, you should take bigger risk than what you would have done at 40. At 80, you should do what you've never done in, you know, at 70. And at 100, you should do something that you've not done for the last 99 years. And it does not matter when you discover your distinct forte because Colonel Sanders, Colonel Sanders, the man who started Kentucky Fried Chicken, KFC, he was a failed human being, a failed father, a failed husband, a failed guy uh, throughout the age of, till he reached 70, 69, 70. He always, from his very small, because his father uh, had gone away and his mother used to go to work and there were six children and he was supposed to feed them. So he used to do these experiments with the limited food that was there. So this special kind of spices and all mixing and everything that he created, which was exceptional, was known to him for 50 years, but he didn't value it. It's only at the age of 69, 70 that he put all those things together and just brought that ingredients together and created Kentucky Fried Chicken. So from 69 to till the day he died, he built a great empire. So even if you're 69, you know, you can discover it and don't regret, you know, um, you, you, can, you can understand that, um, that, you know, the past is there, but you don't have to be a victim of the past. Exactly. You must understand that you're a product of the past. You are definitely a product of the past. 
I am a product of my past. You and I and all of us are a product of the past. But we don't have to be victim of the past. We were victims. We didn't know or we didn't try to know or we didn't go and attend a class. We did not invest on ourselves. Or even there are people who invested on themselves, came into the class, learned the whole thing, did not implement. God save them is what I'm saying. I remember one of the statements. There is two places where you get the maximum security. One is in prison. The other one is in your deathbed. You're completely safe. All the other places you are constantly bombarded with insecurity and the quality of your life is how good you can be comfortable with insecurity. Absolutely. And already people are in prison. Mm -hmm. They are self-imprisoned in their thoughts, words and deeds. They have imprisoned themselves. The mind is so powerful that it, it makes you believe that you can't do this distinct thing. And so what? You are already imprisoned. You don't have to go to a physical jail mm-hmm. or you know a place where they put you in the jail. You are already in your jail. The jail is here. The, the wires and all those, you know, um, what do you call, you know, uh, the, ga- you know the, the gate of the prison is already there inside your mind. So you've mm-hmm. already, you've already imprisoned yourself. There is no okay. more imprisonment. Now, if you still want to physically go into a prison, you can go to that Tihar jail or that jail or London jail or whichever jail you want to in France or wherever you are from Germany or UK or you, you know, wherever you want to be, you can put yourself in the physical jail. But being in the physical jail doesn't mean that you're in jail. You're already in the jail if you are in the jail of your mindset. So what is mindset? Mindset is nothing but what you speak to yourself, others, and even to, you know, when you know when you are thinking or communicating your words mindset is nothing but your words the moment you say i can't do it and i don't think so i can do it you are absolutely clear you know you are you're 100 percent um correct you can't do it the moment you say i can do it i will do it you are 100 percent sure and 100 percent you know um, guaranteed that you will do it so the mind is um, very very powerful you know the mind yes. can can destruct you and the mind can construct you. The mind can take you to suicide and the same mind can help you not to do that and probably liberate you for a bigger kind of thinking. So the mind is very powerful, you know? And I was reading the number one killer of human beings today is heart attack or cardiac failures. And among the people who died of heart attack, they were doing a research on people who died of their first heart attack. You know, they didn't survive to the second or third. And they were trying to find out what is common with people who died of the first heart attack. Is it their region they are coming from? Is it the food habits? Is it a particular genetic predisposition? They couldn't find anything common except for one thing that is their job dissatisfaction. And I think if people knew this information when they were young, we would have saved so many people from dying of a heart attack. This is what I feel. This is one of the best cardiology lessons that we can talk about. Surely, surely. Because, you know, every time you're doing something that is opposite to your nature, you are creating stress for your heart. You are, you, you are making it pump more, you know, more strong. You know, and, and that's that. an effort. No? See, nature is effortless. And if we can have the nature of nature... We can be effortless. Exactly. And effortlessness is nothing but like 
like when you're asking me these questions and since I'm doing it, I don't have to take an effort, you know, to explain this to you and all those things. It comes naturally because I believe in it. So, uh, you know, uh, if you're effortless, you're, you're with nature and your nature has to be like nature and nature, which is the universe, is very peaceful. And many peaceful people, it's rare that they will get a heart attack because of peace. That's why they say you don't have to teach the fish how to swim. You know, it knows it naturally. Yeah, it's natural. Yeah. So, uh, Sandosh Nair, sir, before we are running out of time, just three things that you would recommend people how to find a distinct forte. If there is few things that you recommend, if you yeah. can. First and foremost, you know, distinct vote, as I said, is a discovery process and therefore you should write a letter to all, you know, say 20 people who know you very closely since your childhood, write a beautiful letter to them and um, uh, to, you know, to tell you what do you think is my distinct forte? Distinct forte is what I love to do and what I do best. What do you think is my distinct forte? Where do you think I act like a genius? What are my distinct capabilities, characteristics, habits? And it can be habits, characteristics, philosophy, thoughts, words, deeds, style, or whatever may be the case. The whole world will write to you. Now, part of what they write to you, like they, they would wrote to me many years ago when I tried to do it, they said, you make people rebel. Mm. You know, you make people think. You make people take revenge against their status quo and things like that. Then somebody said, you help them to achieve their goals. So then you have to you know, distinguish these statements into two parts, what and why. What I did was I made them think. Why I did was to help them achieve their goal. Mm -hmm. So you can, you know, then whatever words people write, na, you can take all those words and put it into the left-hand side, which is what you do. And then some words will denote why you do it. Mm -hmm. So what and why. And then you got the what on one side, you got the why, then construct a statement. Construct a statement, which is, you know, like if you see my visiting card, my visiting card has got a statement, you know, it's got a statement. Part mm -hmm. of that statement is what and why. Mm -hmm. And if I read it out, my distinct forte, it says, is to make people think. Now the word make people think came from somebody and enlighten about themselves. Somebody said he enlightens people about themselves, their present and their future through extremely powerful, hard-hitting, inspiring communication, ultimately instilling in them the freedom, liberation, and confidence to act. Now the word, like I'll read out the distinct forte, then you will come to know. It says like this, my distinct forte is to make people think and enlighten about themselves, their present and their future through extremely powerful, heart-hitting, inspiring communication, ultimately instilling in them the freedom, liberation and confidence to act so that they achieve their dreams, vision and goal. And by doing it, by doing so, making them empowered forever. So these were words that somebody wrote. So I made a sentence out of these two sides. What and what is your talent and why is your passion? Mm -hmm. talent passion talent passion so on the left hand side is what which is your talent which is like i speak in an inspiring manner and the right hand side is your passion why i do it i want people to achieve their goals so you know so two parts you know you can make a distinct forte statement by having two parts and it can start with the word two and then put all those words and create a sentence like to make people think 
is somebody wrote he makes people think enlighten about themselves and uh, their present and their future through powerful hard hitting somebody said powerful hard hitting under the belt communication i hit under the belt and inspiring communication somebody said ultimate instilling in people the freedom he makes people free mm -hmm. so that's what i do i i liberate people somebody said i give confidence to people somebody said now that was a what and why why is to make them achieve their dreams vision and goal and that's how you have to do it if you're a businessman what you can do is write down all the activities that you're doing and then put it as in that four columns bad able superior and distinct forte and then start delegating and work on your distinct forte so for a businessman it's far more easier for another person it this could be first write to everybody get all those sentences put those sentences into what and why construct a sentence and then define that as your distinct forte and believe in yourself and just pursue it it may take one year two year three year but it will happen if you don't give up on your life and that is what you owe it to yourself even if the world does not recognize you recognize or acknowledge you during your initial stage of your distinct forte one day the world will know you for the distinct forte in any case if the world has to know you you have to do what you love to do and what you do best without you doing that kind of work which is what you love to do and do best which is your natural ability which is lying dormant inside you those are talents and faculties that are lying inside you dormant if you do not allow this this life of yours is a waste so true and well put i think we all have to find our distinct forte i think in our deathbed we might think that oh i regret this so yeah. i think the whole purpose is that thank you so much sandosh nair sir this was such thank an you. enlightening eye opening as you said you know you liberate people with your communication i think that is your distinct forte and i also i must say uh, attending your lectures was one of the life changing things that i did in my life and it helped me not only people come and say you are a great entrepreneur apart from being a doctor i i say that it's not that i'm a great entrepreneur i just started focusing on my distinct forte and everything else just grew along with it so and if, if an entrepreneur can't do it who can exactly he has the liberty the freedom to create that team an employee may find it difficult but an entrepreneur definitely has the opportunity thank you so much an employee can create a team around him and then do it And so, what was your aha moment when you thought this is my communication is my distinct for the word? Did you reach there, and did you face that insecurity? Just this last question. I do not think so. There is an aha moment. It is an evolution that happens. Hmm. You know, in 1986, when I was a sales manager, uh, many boys who reported to me who came from outside to join my company called Eureka Forbes, they said, "You speak so well." Mm -hmm. you know why don't you become a trainer and uh, you hear this over a period of 10 years some 1000 times the first 100 times you don't believe that you have it because it is so natural and mm -hmm. so close to your nose and you do it so easily that you have no respect because it comes so naturally you say that means it, it, unless there is some kind of a tremendous <laughs> hard work i have to do that means i am not working on my distinct forte it is effortless mm -hmm. it is right in front of you so 
you know, over a period of time, but when I took training as my profession, 96, after 10 years of everybody telling me that you should be a trainer, it is over a period of time as I kept on communicating and kept on observing that things were changing around me, that people were changing. I was contributing to people. I didn't know these terminologies, value creation and providing leadership and, you know, providing relationship and providing all those things, which over a period of time, as I studied on this subject, through the various gurus that I had met in my life that I came to know. But it is not a single aha moment. It's a, it's a collection of you know various aha moments which you don't even know are aha moments. But somewhere down the line, it just happens. And then the whole world looks at you there is a time that it comes, you know, like if you're going to break a mountain and you hit with the huge hammer or whatever, uh, it, nothing breaks, but something has shaken inside, you know, but you keep on hitting and hitting and hitting and one day the whole thing will break. And so when was that one moment where the whole thing broke? The whole thing broke because of the hundred times that you hit and the hundred times that you practiced on your distinct forte, it will happen. It's an evolutionary process. It's a discovery process. It's not an instant or an aha. It's mm -hmm. a discovery process. That's where they say the most precious thing you are searching for is right under your nose. And that's where you miss it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, people don't believe in themselves. The, mm -hmm. the problem is, the problem is 99.9999% of the whole world around you is doing all the activities bad, able, superior, and this thing. And therefore, you think, who am, I, who am I to even break this rule? Who am I to even think that I will do what I love to do? And people feel guilty. People feel small. People feel let down. And people feel, no, 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 this is not right. And that is the problem. People feel guilty about it. So I say, give up the guilt. I, you know, I will not do other people's job. And I have kept people for that. And um, uh, somebody may say he's very selfish. It's not about being selfish. I'll do a bad job in any case. If I do that job, why should I do it? And disturb the opposite party when I can do what I love to do and transform the whole world. And everybody can find out the vehicles, you know. So communication is the, the, the distinct forte. And the vehicle to reach it, it can be a podcast. It can be through a film. It can be through an audio, video. It can be through a book. Then I can, communication can be through a book also, through a radio show, through a talk show, through a TV show, through interactions, through coaching, through training. So genius communication, the vehicle to reach the whole world can be different. Mm -hmm. The vehicles can be different, but the forte remains the same. Fantastic. And sir, I must say, congratulations to your book, Why Do Entrepreneurs Miss the Bus? It was, uh, even though I attended your class, but reading this again, it was like you get new, new ideas from that. Absolutely. Every time it's like something new. Did, oh, I didn't realize it when you said it at that time, but rereading it, something new always comes out of it. Yeah. So, sir, thank you for being in your distinct forte. And thank you for also liberating others to find their distinct forte. And I think, you know, in, in our Vedic science, we call it finding your dharma. In Japanese, call it finding your ikigai. And also the word distinct for that. I think we all have the right to find our purpose. And without that, there's no point. Yeah, the Ikigai book is beautiful. It talks only about distinct for yeah, Exactly. Nothing else it speaks about. It speaks only about that. Yeah, correct. And sir, I will definitely put in the details of how people can reach out to your online programs. And I highly yeah. recommend to all of you listening to this, 
listening to dr Sand mr mr sandosh nair sir is one of the most life changing thing that can happen to you especially if you're running a small business or if you're looking to start a business even otherwise in trying to improve yourself so thank you so much sandosh nair sir thank you very it much really it was absolutely a delight pleasure and honor to be in conversation with you thank you very much thank god you. bless you thank you for listening to ayurvedic healing and beyond if you loved and enjoyed this podcast please do subscribe share and review us this helps to spread our mission of guiding humanity to becoming their healthiest self and also giving the right resources for holistic healing if you wish to know more about my work please do visit www.vigneshdevraj.com and if you are interested in doing an ayurveda treatment or authentic panchakarma therapy please log on to www.sitaramretreat.com